Hello, and welcome to the How Life Works podcast, the podcast that helps introductory biology students better understand some of the toughest topics in the course. These podcasts are written and delivered by the authors of Biology How Life Works and are sponsored by Macmillan Learning. Learn more at macmillanlearning.com. Hello, my name is James Morris, and today we are going to talk all about evolution. When someone says that you've really evolved as a person, do they really mean what they think they mean? What exactly is evolution? Evolution is simply the idea of change over time. And it is a simple idea, but it has profound implications. For example, all organisms alive today are related to one another, and they all evolved from a single common ancestor. Understanding the concept of evolution can sometimes be difficult because of the scale on which it works. You often need to think in terms of very large populations over vast periods of time. Let's start with a short true-false quiz to see how much you already know about evolution. It will help if you actually say true or false out loud or perhaps take out a piece of paper and pen and write true or false after you hear each of the following statements. There are 10 statements in all. Ready? Here we go. True or false. Number one, humans evolved from chimpanzees. Number two, the only mechanism of evolution is natural selection. Number three, evolution explains how life originated. Number four, a child growing up and the leaves of a tree outside your window changing color in the fall are both examples of evolution in action. Number five, organisms become more complex as they evolve over time. Number six, mammals are the most diverse group of organisms alive today. Number seven, if you watch the history of life on Earth play out over 60 seconds, the first modern humans would come on the scene around 50 seconds. Number eight, evolution is random. Number nine, organisms evolve traits because they need them. And finally, number 10, because evolution is just a theory, it is tentative and not based on very much evidence. Okay. All set? Ready for the answers? It turns out that all of the statements are false. In fact, these are common misconceptions that many of us harbor about evolution. How did you do? Let's consider each one in turn. The first one was, humans evolved from chimpanzees. Humans did not evolve from chimpanzees because chimpanzees are alive and well today. Instead, chimpanzees are the closest living relatives of humans. Or put another way, chimpanzees and humans evolved from a common ancestor that lived around 5 to 7 million years ago. This slip of the tongue reveals a fundamental misunderstanding of the way that evolution works. It would be kind of like saying that you are descended from your cousin when in fact you both share a common ancestor, your, your grandparents. How about this one? The only mechanism of evolution is natural selection. This one is a bit more complicated. You might have learned that natural selection is a mechanism of evolution. Natural selection works like this. There is variation in a population. Some of this variation is passed on to the next generation. And some of this heritable variation gives organisms a slight edge in terms of survival and reproduction. The result is that populations change and organisms become adapted to their environment over time. However, natural selection is not the only mechanism of evolutionary change. 
In the early 1900s, Godfrey Hardy and Wilhelm Weinberg recognized independently that the genetic makeup of a population tends to stay the same under certain conditions, and therefore evolution only occurs when these conditions are not met. There are five of these conditions and therefore five mechanisms of evolution. Selection, it turns out, is just one of the five. The genetic makeup of a population can also change, for example, due to chance over time. This is called genetic drift. It can also change as a result of mutation, migration, and non-random mating. But selection is particularly important and receives the lion's share of the attention because, of all of the evolutionary mechanisms, only selection results in adaptations, that close and remarkable fit between an organism and its environment. Okay, the next one was, evolution explains how life originated. How did life on Earth begin? This is a question fraught with uncertainty. How did life evolve once there was life? This is much better understood. The two questions are both interesting and both the subject of lots of research, but the questions and the answers are fundamentally different. The reason is that the processes by which we get life from non-life are not the same by which life changes over time. However, by conflating the two, it makes it seem that our understanding of evolution is just as uncertain as our understanding of how life originated, and it's not. Now this one's a bit tricky. A child growing up and the leaves of a tree outside your window changing color in the fall are examples of evolution in action. So a child growing up into adulthood and the leaves of a tree changing color in the fall are both examples of change over time, but they are not examples of evolution. Evolution by natural selection is a theory about populations changing over time, not individuals. Individuals may change over time, but this change is not evolution because, for the most part, these changes are not passed on to the next generation. For example, if you suffer an injury or get a tattoo or color your hair, you won't pass these traits on to your children. However, many popular visualizations of evolution show changes occurring in an individual over time, just like the leaves of a tree. There's a well-known Guinness advertisement showing three people at a London pub taking a sip of beer and then morphing backwards over time until they are fish, well, mudskippers to be exact, ending with the line, good things come to those who wait. And Homer Simpson goes forward through the entire history of life from a single-celled organism to a human while staying unmistakably Homer. Marge asks as Homer finally arrives on the couch, what took you so long? These are fun, but problematic, because they depict changes in individuals, not populations, over time. Okay, what's next? Organisms become, become more complex as they evolve over time. This one is based on the erroneous but tenacious idea of evolution as progress. Evolution doesn't proceed toward a goal and doesn't make organisms better than they were. Natural selection leads to adaptations, and as environments change, so do organisms. In addition, there are many examples of reversals in evolution. For example, cave-dwelling mammals often lose eyes and the ability to see, and marine mammals lose limbs. Even the very idea of complexity is quite hard to pin down if you think about it. Are multicellular organisms more complex than single-celled organisms because multicellular organisms have more cells? Or maybe it's the other way around. Are single-celled organisms more complex than multicellular organisms because single-celled organisms carry out all of the functions of life in just a single cell, whereas multicellular, organi multicellular organisms need many more to do the same thing? Okay, now let's consider this one. Mammals are the most diverse group of organisms alive today. 
Mammals are familiar, but are not the most diverse group of organisms. That price goes to bacteria. <laughs> and even among animals, mammals are not nearly as diverse as insects, and specifically beetles. There are approximately 6,000 species of mammals that have been named, compared to about a million species of insects. And among the insects, fully half are beetles. So, beetles make up a quarter of all named species on Earth, which is quite remarkable. This is why J.B.S. Haldane, when asked about what he learned about the Creator after a lifetime of study, famously quipped, he must have had an inordinate fondness for beetles. Okay, how about this one? If you watch the history of life on Earth play out over 60 seconds, the first modern humans would come on the scene around 50 seconds. Now, modern humans arrived late in the history of life, but not at 50 seconds. They arrived very late. First life originated about 4 billion years ago, and modern humans evolved about 200,000 years ago. If the history of life played out over 60 seconds, we wouldn't even get a second of time. That's both humbling and remarkable. Okay, now let's consider this statement. Evolution is random. It is often suggested that evolution is random. However, that's not the case. Evolution is sometimes thought to be random because there are important parts of the process that are random. For example, mutations occur randomly and do not depend on whether or not the mutation will benefit an organism. However, there is much more to the process of evolution than just mutations. Whether a mutation persists in a population and spreads to other individuals is often not random, but instead depends on its effects on survival and reproduction. The observation that organisms show adaptations to their environment demonstrates that evolution as a whole is not a random process. Next on our list is this one. Organisms evolve traits because they need them. It is tempting to think that organisms evolve traits due to need. Bacteria growing in the presence of antibiotics certainly need antibiotic resistance to survive, and we do observe the evolution of antibiotic resistance in the presence of antibiotics. But organisms don't evolve traits because they need them. Instead, mutations that confer antibiotic resistance occur randomly, and then in the presence of antibiotic, those that by chance happen to have antibiotic resistance survive and reproduce more than those that don't, and the population of bacteria evolves antibiotic resistance over time. The same goes for birds evolving wings or humans evolving hands. They are both useful, but they didn't evolve because the organisms needed them to carry out the functions that they do today. And finally, because evolution is just a theory, it is tentative and not based on very much evidence. Now, evolution is certainly a theory, but so is the theory of gravity, the germ theory, the cell theory, and the chromosome theory. In science, the word theory means a well-substantiated set of ideas that explains a wide variety of phenomena and is held up over many years to all kinds of tests and scrutiny. Therefore, the theory of evolution, like all theories, is not at all shaky or in crisis. This misconception arises because the word theory has a different meaning in everyday language compared to the way it's used in science. In everyday language, it often means a hunch or a guess. For example, you might say something like, I have a theory why the light won't turn on, or I have a theory why the car won't start. When we use the word theory in this way, it is tentative, but that is not how scientists use or understand the term. How can we unseat strong misconceptions that many of us hold? 
In The Unschooled Mind, Harvard professor Howard Gardner found that schooling often does little to budge misconceptions that are in place before school starts. He famously asked students schooled in science seemingly simple questions such as, what causes the seasons? Or, what causes the phases of the moon? And he found that the students often reverted to explanations that were in place as children. One way to literally sit up and pay attention is to confront these misconceptions head-on, as we did with the true-false quiz at the start of this podcast. But the mind is powerful and tends to seek simple ways to understand the world around us over more complicated or subtle ones. So it's a bit of an uphill battle against gravity, which we can't see, even though we see its effects everywhere, every day, just like evolution. Thank you for listening to the How Life Works podcast. I hope this talk helped better your understanding of the material you're covering in the course. Good luck, and don't ever stop being curious about how life works.